The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports World Radio. Tonight, the Rams look to rebound after a rough outing in L.A. Plus, the Rams could either have the number one seed or miss the postseason. We'll dig into the playoff picture. And later, Jared Goff and the boys look to rebound and take control of the NFC West. We preview Rams at Seahawks next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. It is a wonderful week. It is Christmas week. If you guys don't celebrate Christmas, well, that doesn't mean it's not Christmas week, but I hope you guys are enjoying the holiday that you celebrate. But either way, it's still Christmas week, and I hope you guys are having an awesome one. I myself am crazy busy. Working, uh, working a lot more than normal, which is uh, is good stuff. But uh, we're Rams showcasing today. Hope everybody's having an awesome week. Like I had mentioned, uh, the Rams did not get it done against the Jets, and uh, we've all got egg on our faces <laughs> collectively. I think we all do. What are you gonna do about it? You know, it was just one of those days, and uh. <laughs> We'll look to rebound this weekend. We've got the, the Seattle Seahawks going up to Seattle to play at, uh, what is the name of the stadium anymore? I forgot. I forgot what uh, CenturyLink changed their name to. That one's on me, I guess. Should know that. Oh, well. It's okay. It's not our squad. We got SoFi, and that place is a beautiful venue. And that's where the LA Rams play, and that's the one that we need to know for jerseys. All right, so let's go ahead and hop in. Uh, we got the, uh, obviously... We're coming off of a pretty rough week. All right, we we uh we didn't have a lot of fun. I know I didn't have a lot of fun watching that one. It was one of those where it's like the game started and it was like, wait a second. It was like I realized that the 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 Jets started strong against the Seahawks the week before, but it was one of those where it's like, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> you know. And then as the game went on, my confidence like was shooting up and shooting down. I was never at like I have no idea. Like I was never like even keeled and just being like, I don't, I don't really know. Like maybe, maybe we'll pull this out. Maybe we don't. It was either like, we are winning this game or it was like, man, there's no way we win. I don't know if that was just me or if it was, if that's a global thing for the Rams fans. Uh, but either way, not that awesome. Rams did lose to the Jets. It was a 23 to 20 game. I don't want to just sit here and say though, that, uh, cause like obviously we have the storylines of, you know, the Jets blew their chances for Trevor Lawrence, which may or may not be true yet. We don't know. We'll have to wait for these next two weeks. Uh, they did clinch a top two draft pick for whatever that's worth to you guys. And, uh, you know, it's they, they played a hell of a game. I, I, I got to give it to them. I mean, they came out with an awesome defensive game plan. They pressured Goff exactly the way that they were supposed to uh, to come out with a win. And also I'm, on the offensive side, I don't know if Sam Darnold's looked that sharp this year. I mean, they, they were just kind of on. And we necess- not necessarily were. I mean, it was we had like waves of being awesome. You know, we had those like a, a like here and there. And I gotta say, those uniforms absolutely amazing. 
I loved it. I hope we see that a lot more. I realize that we lost in those, and I got the comments. I, I saw them. I see your guys' comments. of like, oh, well, the uniform combo didn't work. That is not why we lost, okay? You don't lose because of what clothes you're wearing. I don't know. Either way. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, you got to kind of give it to them. They, they played their, I honestly, I would say that the Jets played their best football of the season, and it happened to be against the LA Rams. That sucks, but they're an NFL team. They're absolutely capable of winning. I'm pretty sure I said that, but I just was overly confident uh, thinking that the Rams would win that game, which they should have. Technically, I, I don't think that that's uh, stepping out of line, saying the Rams should have beat the Jets. Uh, I, we're a better team than they are. Uh, but you know what? They were on and we weren't. It happens, you know? Uh, so I, And these are all just kind of things I just wanted to address. Uh, I mean, no one saw it coming, obviously. And if you said that you did, you're not only lying to me, which is not okay, but even worse, you're lying to yourself, man. All right. So just stop it. Stop it right now. And anybody saying that they're like, oh, I knew I knew the Jets were going to win. You're lying to so many people. You're lying to everybody. Nobody had the Jets winning that game. Show me somebody. Show, prove it. I mean, prove it to me. Show me where you picked the Jets before the game. Because I don't believe it. Uh, but there's really no way, other way to say it. The Rams were embarrassed. It was an embarrassing outing. Um, that that's all it was. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing, but I'll be honest, guys. I, th- I think my money is on the Rams playing absolutely lights out on Sunday. This is going to be the best week of practice that the Rams have had probably all year. Uh, this is going to be, I think one of the better games that the team plays all year. I think that like, if, if you were going to put money on the Rams to go all the way and win the Super Bowl, I think right now is the time to do it. The odds are a little bit more in our favor. I think we're plus uh, 1400 right now. Uh, it was just plus a thousand last week. Now's the time to do that. If you guys are betters, like such as myself, now I've gotten into it and I love it, guys. I'm not ashamed of that. I, th- I think it's awesome. I have a lot of fun with it. I didn't win any money in the Rams Jets game, but hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. And this week, maybe I'll win some. We'll see. I don't know. I can't predict the future. Clearly, I cannot predict the future. I thought I was very confident in the Rams beating the Jets. Hindsight always 2020. What are you gonna do about it? Let's, uh, I mean, I know that that was a sad note, but let's uh, shift it a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to go too crazy here, uh, but I, I don't think it would be right if I went through an entire Rams podcast this week uh, and I didn't mention Kevin Green. All right. So uh, Kevin Green, unfortunately, he did pass away on Monday. Uh, the causes are unknown. I'm okay with that. I, I don't need to know. Uh, it's unfortunate. But I, it doesn't. It's not going to change anything for me personally if I know the cause of death. Uh, I don't mind that being a private thing between him, his family, anything like that. Uh, that's that's to me, it's none of our business. Uh, I know that some of you guys are very interested in that. I don't know. I'm not going to look. I'm not trying to find that information out necessarily. It's just unfortunate, and uh, you know, I just want to celebrate Kevin Green. I don't want to, you know, talk about you know what was uh, the cause of the end. I want to talk. I want to celebrate and. You know, uh, kind of talk about how awesome this guy was, because he was one of the the last guys, uh, and this is, I mean, a little bit pre my time of watching football, but, you know, I was born in 1991, and he was already playing, but I, I think that, that looking back, and and I've, I've seen plenty of this guy's footage, you know what I mean, uh, not only with the Rams, but also with the Steelers. Uh, I think he played that year with the Niners, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen his stuff, and it's uh, it's unfortunate news uh, to come across, but... Hey, either way, I mean, we were talking about it. I talked with, with Paul about it last week. Uh, we were talking about how Aaron Donald actually was second place in sacks all time in Rams history. 
Uh, this year, he passed Kevin Green. Uh, so so Kevin Green's now third in Rams history all time. Aaron Donald now in that second place spot. So he did defeat. Uh, he went over Kevin Green, which is, I mean, it, it says a lot about Aaron Donald. But Kevin Green, third all time. That's still absolutely incredible. Above Chris Long, above Robert Quinn. You know, I mean, he, he he's an incredible player. Uh, he's also third all time in NFL history in sacks. That's the Rams history is third. But also NFL history, he's third. And you might be sitting there going, what? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, I mean, it does. It makes perfect sense because he played other teams. You know, we don't count his Steelers sacks <laughs> for, for the Rams. So, uh, the third all-time in Rams hist- or in NFL history, he's only behind Reggie White and Bruce Smith. He is, of course, a Hall of Famer. I think that kind of goes without saying. I realize I did not say it, but he is a Hall of Famer. And uh, he'll hold on to that for forever. I mean, he's always a Hall of Famer. Whether he's here or not, he's always a Hall of Famer, and that's absolutely incredible. He's a five-time pro baller, pro bowler, uh, and I and I wrote this down uh, because that's back when it mattered. Pro Bowls today, uh, they they've kind of lost their their fire a little bit. Uh, they're not as important. It's not as in, amazing to see somebody uh, with Pro Bowl, but back then it was absolutely incredible. Kevin Green went five times. He had two interceptions as a Ram, five all time. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, he also had 13 forced fumbles as a Ram, 23 all-time. Had only one season in his entire career that he did not have at least one forced fumble. That was the 1998 season, which was a Pro Bowl year for the linebacker Kevin Green. So uh, I, I only say any of that stuff just to kind of celebrate Kevin Green a little bit. I, I mean, we all we all heard the news. Uh, we've seen the posts, uh, the social media posts by, you know, not only the Steelers, but the Rams as well. And and, and and I loved it. I thought that was really cool. Just a, a little bit, a little bit of a way to celebrate this guy. I mean, he was such a such a big impact player on on the NFL. So you know, to to celebrate him and just to bring a little bit of attention to his career, uh, I, I feel I felt like that's the least I could do. So Kevin Green and uh, his family, uh, definitely some uh, some T's and P's to his family and uh, all of his loved ones. I, I don't like to get like. To where, like, hey, this is this hurts me because I, I feel like that's kind of a selfish move. Uh, but to his family, I absolutely feel uh, feel for the family. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's uh, some privacy going on right now, and we I think we need to respect that personally. I know some people have been kind of digging uh, to see maybe a cause, but you know, I don't think that's any of our business. And uh, T's and P's, like I said, to to Kevin Green and the family. So uh, there you go. Let's go ahead and move on. We'll bring it up a little bit here uh, before we get into some really cool news with the playoff picture as well as uh, the standings of the NFC West. But first, I got to mention, I mean, I already just said the Pro Bowls don't really matter that much. <laughs> Either way, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald got voted in, so uh, they will be making the tra- I don't even know where it's at. I don't watch the Pro Bowl myself. I vote on it sometimes. I didn't vote this year. Uh, I-, I will sometimes vote for the Pro Bowl. I don't watch it. Uh, it's It's a terrible game. It's... It's worse than preseason games. It's, uh, I don't know, it's hard to watch. It's hard to take it serious at all. Nobody cares. It's just out, everybody's just out there messing around, kind of. Uh, it's very rare that we get to see something like, uh, you know, Sean Taylor blasting Moorhead, uh, <laughs> you know, on a fake punt. That kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore, you know. I feel like that was like the death of the Pro Bowl was that hit. As awesome as it was and as cool as it is to celebrate Sean Taylor in that way, uh, it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's just it's it's kind of lost its fire. Being before the Super Bowl, I think was uh, was a real big catalyst in it not being as cool anymore. But hey, either way, this is something that goes on your resume as a corner for Jalen Ramsey. This is his fourth Pro Bowl. Aaron Donald making it to his seventh. Either way, that goes onto your resume. 
these are both players that could eventually be looking at a Hall of Fame bid someday. So, hey, that that matters, right? That counts. That counts. Let's go ahead and take a look at the standings here. And I want to I want to talk about this. Um, obviously, the Rams did drop out of uh, the first spot there. That's the only switch, though. Seahawks and Rams. That's the only switch as far as the standings go. So the Seattle Seahawks sitting at uh, 10 and four in first place. Uh, they can clinch the NFC West with a win over the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Number two spot belongs to the Rams at nine and five. They clinch a playoff, um, clinch a playoff spot with a win, clinch the NFC West if they do win out, which with games over the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals coming up. The Arizona Cardinals sitting in third place at eight and six can get second place with a win, a Rams loss to the Seahawks, and then a win over the Rams in week 17, like we had mentioned. And the San Francisco 49ers, their playoff scenario, uh, they already have reservations at B-dubs to watch the rest of the NFC West likely in the playoffs. So uh, they're at 5-9, and nine, and uh, Jimmy G and the boys will be sitting at home. And it doesn't make me sad at all uh, to, to know that information. So, I mean, you know, San Fran sitting, sitting back there. Uh, they do play the Arizona Cardinals this week, so we'll see. Uh, if maybe uh, that's a that's a Saturday game, so maybe maybe we can get something cool happening where you know maybe San Fran. This is like the only time I would. I, it's not that I want San Fran to win; it's that I want Arizona to lose. And I think that there's a big difference. And I I, I don't know if anybody agrees with me there or understands even what I'm saying when I say that I'm not rooting for this team to win. I'm rooting for this team to lose. I don't know if that even makes sense, but that is truly how I feel. I'm not rooting for. San Fran just rooting against Arizona because they could technically overtake us. There's a lot of weird things that have to happen, though. Let's take a look at the playoff race. This one is getting spicy. All right, the Green Bay Packers at 11-3. They take on the Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football this weekend. Titans, obviously, a very strong team, so that could be a loss for the Green Bay Packers. We will see. Uh, The New Orleans Saints at 10-4 in second place. They take on the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday Night Football. So by the time you guys are seeing this video... You guys, that might be on. If you guys are just listening to the podcast, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's tomorrow. I'm recording this. The game's tomorrow, but hey, maybe maybe it's already over. Maybe you guys already know the outcome of that game, and the the Saints are no longer ten and four. Maybe they're eleven and four. Maybe they're ten and five. We will see. The Seattle Seahawks are ten and four. They of course play the L.A. Rams at home. Uh, Washington Football Team. They are six and eight. They are hosting the Carolina Panthers. So uh, the top four seeds, all the division winners, are playing at home in Week 17. The first road game. Uh, road up uh, road team for uh, the playoff picture is the LA Rams at nine and five at the Seattle Seahawks. And then of course, also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Detroit Lions. That is a Saturday game as well. And we had already mentioned the Arizona Cardinals are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. That game will appear on Saturday as well. So uh, I just wanted to talk about so, uh, a few things. I had teased it in the very beginning. If you guys were paying attention to that, uh, that uh, the Rams could technically not only get the number one seed, but they could also technically miss the postseason, which is not likely and will probably not happen, but technically it is possible. So we do got to talk about it. The Rams do have a 4% chance of getting that number one seed, a big Titans win. Uh, that would help the Rams immensely this weekend. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want the Minnesota Vikings to win because I don't like them, but if... <laughs> It's just a personal thing, I guess. I, I think I know a I know one Vikings fan who's just a jerk. So it's like, you know what? I hope they keep losing, you know? That's not important. Uh, but either way, uh, so the Rams, uh, just a, just a, that 4% chance. So, I mean, the Rams can win the NFC West with two wins to end up the se- to end the season. So we'll see how that goes. That's kind of first objective. Number one seed, number two seed, anything like that is kind of secondary to that. Uh, so the Rams can miss the playoffs if 
all of this happens, okay? Not just one of these things happens, all of these things happen, and that's why you keep seeing that the Rams have an over 99% chance to make the postseason, is because all of these have to happen, all right? And it it gets a little crazy, so try to keep up with me here. So this is what we're, we're dealing with. If the Rams lose to the Seahawks and the Cardinals, which I think is a little bit obvious uh, that, that, that that is part of the scenarios of the Rams losing out because we had already mentioned that the Rams win this game. They do clinch a playoff berth. Uh, and then Arizona, if they lose to the San Francisco 49ers and then defeat the LA Rams, that also hurts us. Uh, and the, the, the reasoning would be uh, if, because uh, if the Rams had already lost to the Seahawks, uh, then Arizona ties the Rams but then there, if they also beat us, then their division record would be better. It's a, it gets into some pretty crazy tiebreakers there. But that's exactly what would happen is we basically end with the same record. And uh, actually, you know what? No, I'm wrong there. If uh, well, if the Rams lose out in the the oh no, it's uh, that's Arizona losing to San Fran. All right, I got you, I got you. Uh, and then uh, Tampa Bay finishes one and one, so either losing to Detroit or to Atlanta. I mean, one of those is a division game, so we'll see what happens. But Detroit Lions, I'm not sure that's going to happen. And then uh, Chicago, if they win out, they play the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are in the Trevor Lawrence hunt right now, sitting at the Trevor Lawrence pick in the NFL draft at the moment. And then the Green Bay Packers, that could absolutely happen. But, you know, we'll see, because that's also going to be a situation where the Packers might be not caring that much about that game. So, I mean, we'll keep an eye out, I guess. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get into the playoff scenarios next week. Hopefully, the Rams are already in. Hopefully, they punch their ticket. All of those things have to happen. So, if, I mean, if if Chicago loses, then we're in. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's basically those, that's what you need to pay attention to this week. If the Rams win or the Bears lose, Rams are in. Let's take a look at some transactions here. Uh, just a couple for you guys, and then we'll hop into the game preview. Uh, so first, uh, the Rams sign uh, cornerback D. Virgin to the practice squad. Would honestly love that jersey. Also, the Denver Broncos have waived linebacker Mark Barron. And you guys know why I'm mentioning that, because I'm a Mark Barron fan all day, all night. And you know what? Maybe I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? That's, 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 uh, that's all I got. That's, uh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. All right? I think Mark Barron would look pretty dope in the bone jersey. That's all. That's all. That's all. All right. Um, that That is it for the first half. Let's go ahead. We can hop into this game preview right now. I'm going to disappear. And I'm back. All right. We got the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks this weekend on Sunday at 225 or uh, 125. Actually, I put my, my time, which is Colorado time, which is very rarely Rams time. So 125 p.m., uh, that one in L.A. time uh, on Fox. Uh, you guys can take a look at your screen right now. The Rams and Seahawks have a pretty big area. And a big part of that is because our only competition uh, on the Fox late slot there is the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys, two teams who are not very good at football this year. So uh, in red, we do have Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on the call. The Seattle Seahawks are favored in this game by two and a half points. Of course, you do get the three for being at home, which is uh, not as relevant in a pandemic season. The over-under in this game, 47 and a half. I am inclined to go under. That's just my personal opinion here. Game notes for you guys. Wide receiver Josh Gordon was expected to return this week, and instead the league informed him and the Seahawks that Gordon has not satisfied all of the conditions of his conditional reinstatement. He cannot practice or play 
until further notice. So Josh Gordon was the, the that was some news popping out this week was hey Josh Gordon is back he is going to be catching footballs from one Russell Wilson that is no longer the case Josh Gordon is out and uh, who knows what's going to happen with that guy's career that guy's been ping ponging all over the place he's been in he's been out he's been high uh, he's all over the place and low I guess if you want to try to squeeze that in there as well. Uh, also, uh, Quentin Dunbar of the Seattle Seahawks, he will miss the remainder of the season. He is out. Uh, Cam Akers is the only Ram to not participate in practice on Wednesday due to injury. Aaron Donald did not participate in practice uh, because he is a veteran and a absolute monster and does not need Wednesday practices. Cam Akers already ruled out, though, with a high ankle sprain, so we expected he would be on that list. Uh, but that is it. And then uh, I think it was Havenstein was limited. That was it for your injury report for the Rams. On the other side, for the Seattle Seahawks, the did-not-participation people. That was not how that's supposed to be said. We got guard Phil Haynes, running back DJ Dallas, tackle Brandon Shell, safety Demarius Randall, Mike Iupati, he is a guard, of course, and defensive tackle Jaron Reed. Uh, that is a big one there. Those those last two, uh, Iupati there, he, obviously the former, the former Niner, he... It was kind of it's kind of a Veterans Day off for him, so don't look too deep in, into that one. Uh, Jaron Reed, that is kind of a big one. Darius Randall, though, uh, Demarius Randall, excuse me. Uh, that one, that one could be big because the Seahawks, their pass defense is uh, is is not amazing. So I don't know. Uh, so th- that that could be a big miss, though. And of course, with Dunbar going out as well, that secondary is taking some hits, and that that to me is the reason why I don't think that the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl. I know that we're looking way far out now, but the Seahawks are already in the playoffs. But to me, I don't think you can enter the NFC playoff race with quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who else is out there? Uh, I mean, uh, obviously Drew Brees, Russell. Well, <laughs> Russell Wilson's on that team. Uh, and then, I mean, Tom Brady, uh, Kyler Murray, the, the guys that are sitting in it right now, I mean, that's that's tough. That is really tough to have a terrible secondary when you're playing against some Hall of Famers. Honestly, there's some Hall of Famers on that list, so that, that's that's a tough move for them. But that's not our problem. Uh, and it is uh, truly, uh, I just wanted to throw this out there, uh, it's truly unbelievable how healthy the Rams have been over the last three three years i would say it's three years i was gonna say four but i think that's a little too far out uh three years i mean it's it's unreal how healthy this team has been uh it's i don't understand it really (laughs) i mean it's it's crazy and so basically we we all the time when a player is absolutely crushing souls we always come out and we're tweeting we're posting on facebook other places that you post things online and we're, we're we're going out saying hey pay this man when Aaron Donald was was holding out, not showing up to camp, pay the man, pay the man, pay the man. We kept seeing it. Pay the man. PTM all over the place. Uh, here's one. How about we pay the man, Reggie Scott, who is the head athletic trainer of the LA Rams, who I think is very responsible for the fact that all of these guys are on the field. Andrew Whitworth could be back earlier than expected. He's already been running around and stuff. He's doing you know, step ups on the boxes and all that good stuff. I mean, he's almost back. I mean, we don't necessarily, I mean, obviously he was not going to come back against the Jets. Maybe it could have helped. Maybe that would have been cool. Maybe we'd have clinched a playoff berth, but hey, it didn't happen. And either way, it's fine now. Uh, But I think Reggie Scott has done an absolutely insane job 
How about we pay that man? And I hope that I'm not alone here. I I want other people to participate in this one. Get Reggie Scott a bonus or something, man. Get it done because this guy is absolutely critical to this team. The best ability, you can have all the talent in the world, but if they're not on the field, what is the point? The best ability is availability. We can see that with the 49ers this year. Very talented roster, but they're all, you know, in the tent. They're all in the ice bath. That doesn't help you on the football field at all. So I think the pay the man attention right now needs to shift to Reggie Scott. Reggie Scott, I got your back, man. Let's get you paid, dude. Let's get you paid. Let's keep you in L.A. for as long as you want to stay. As long as you want to stay in L.A., it's fine with me. Because I make all the decisions, as everybody knows. Let's take a look at the matchup in this one. We'll go to the Rams offense first. In total yards, the Rams are ninth, and the Seahawks giving up over 400 yards a game, tied for 27th. And passing the football, the, the Rams are, are 13th. It did take a little bit of a dip there, but playing against the worst passing defense in the NFL. The Rams are doing a pretty strong job on the ground game. Uh, but then on the other side, you know, Seattle, that's their strong point is against the run. And the Rams putting up uh, over 24 points a game. And that's right in range of what the Seahawks are giving up on defense. The best matchup in this one, I have this one as Hendo versus the Seahawks run defense. And that is because Cam Akers is out this week. So he will not see uh, Cam running for Akers on this one. So Hendo, uh, he's got 562 rushing yards on the season, averaging five, uh, 4.5 yards per carry. He and Malk are absolutely equipped to handle this. Um, but, you know, you also got to keep in mind that the Seahawks have given up a lot through the air. That's where teams are attacking. So because of the the Seahawks' terrible pass defense, that's where people are going. They're not necessarily trying to run the football on, on the, the Seahawks. They are not doing a good job when they are, but that's not necessarily their first target. Uh, so uh, I also do want to mention the Seahawks defense have been much, much, much stronger since the last time the Rams have played this team. So that is something to keep an eye on. That Seahawks defense hasn't given up more than 17 points, and I, I, I don't remember the span, but it's a, a, a decent, small little chunk there. They're playing a lot better as of late uh, than they were, by, even just as recent as the last time the Rams and Seahawks played, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, let's take a look at the other side of the Rams defense on total yards. Uh, the Rams defense obviously crushing it right now. Still first place in that regard, but the Seahawks offense looking real strong as well, ranking sixth. They're passing the football pretty strong. They're 12th there, but the Rams... Uh, secondary number one Jalen Ramsey and the boys holding it down on the back end there and Aaron Donald and the boys holding it down up front number two against the run and that's also uh, Seahawks doing a really good job there as well uh, you can see on your screen with that 12 and 11 ranking that there is just some good balance going on there and then points being scored the Seahawks are putting up more points than the Rams uh, on the, on the offensive sides there uh, but the Rams defense giving up less than 20 a game and that still does rank third place as it did last week. I'm pretty sure it did last week. Let me take a look, actually. Let me see. Yeah, Rams defense was third last week as well, but that was 18.9, so uh, we, we're wet up, but that's okay. Well, just point three, so that's fine. Uh, best matchup in this one, I've got DK Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey, part two, which is going to be awesome. I'm super excited for this one again. Well, I was pumped for it the first time. I'm pumped for it again. I'm not going to make it the only storyline that I talk about all week, because last time, that I was like, I'm going to be, I'm clever, man. I'm so clever picking out DK Metcalf versus Jalen Ramsey, which I realized looking back on it is like, obviously, <laughs> it's like, obviously that's the best matchup of the week. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. I'll get into uh, some good stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe Saturday I'll dig in and, uh, try, and try to try to maybe pick out a best matchup in this one. I did. I had a week post, by the way, 
<laughs> I realized that. Uh, I was like, yeah, Rams and Jets play tomorrow. That's what I, my my Saturday post was. I usually try to give a little bit of a breakdown, but hey, it happens. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, the first matchup, DK only had two catches for 28 yards. Both of those catches were when the Rams were in zone coverage, so they weren't technically against Jalen Ramsey. Something to keep an eye on. DK has 1,223 receiving yards on 74 catches this season and 10 touchdowns, so double-digit TDs for DK. And, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, I mean, he shuts down half the field. So, DK, and your binky, you're going down, man. All right, so I, I better not say that, actually, because every time I feel like I'm, like, any confident at all, I, I just get, like, the Rams just are like, they're like, all right, Sheriff Joe Bags is super confident. So we got this. We can just kind of go in and roll, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't happen. So, so Jalen, hey, man, it's game time. Time to shut down DK again. Number two. All right, let's take a look at the history of this matchup before we get into some fan casos. Just got a couple for you guys, and then we'll hop on out of here and uh, let you guys get back to your Christmas week, which is this week, and it's good week. <laughs> I don't know. I had a lame week, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just holding on to hope that uh, Christmas is actually going to be cool this year. I don't know. I don't need to get into it. Let's take a look at the history. The Seahawks lead the all-time series in this game, 20 in this matchup, 24-21. to The most recent game between these two came on... The 15th of November, not that long ago, that was a 16 to 23 win for the L.A. Rams, which happens to be the final score of my favorite Rams game of all time. I'll let you guys figure that one out on your own. The Rams have won five of the last six between the uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks there. So kind of have their number a little bit, kind of like the uh, San Fran 49ers have with us and the Rams will tie the all time series with the Seahawks with a win this Sunday and a sweep next year, unless these two teams meet in the playoffs, which is absolutely realistic that could totally happen where these two teams meet up in the playoffs so let's take a look here uh let's some fan quesos i'm i i don't want to go too long into these uh i i I don't want to blow through them but we're not going to go super crazy in depth all right so these ones come from jason we got three from jason uh did i miss the rule change in being able to challenge pass interference i haven't seen a challenge in forever yes you did miss the rule change there uh that's that, that rule's gone no more challenging uh, the, the pass interference, it was kind of a pointless rule last year. And I mean, it was kind of funny when the, when the, 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 the saints tried to challenge one and they got it like it was pass interference. It wasn't called. They challenged it and the ruling stood. And it was kind of like, well, well there you go. Saints. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you, you missed that one, which is fine. It's off season news. And this off season was insane. I'm sure you weren't the only person in the world that had some other things going on this offseason to pay attention to. So there was a lot of things that happened that maybe not everybody caught. So don't feel bad about that one at all. Uh, the Rams are the only thing that I have in life. So that's all I pay attention to. Uh, so I did catch it. But yeah, that that is uh, that is what happened. They got rid of that. It, it lasted one year. Uh, no, next one here from Jason. I'd love for you to break down our offensive line, rank them and give your input on if we need to upgrade one of the positions. As far as a ranking, I mean, historically speaking, you have to say that Andrew Whitworth is one. I think Blythe is doing a good job, but I would say Edwards, two. Noteboom, three. Havenstein, I'd go Havenstein, five, maybe, and then Blythe, four. That's kind of tough uh, between those last two, but none of them are weak also, so I feel bad putting somebody at five, I mean, because I think they're all, they're all at least two in my heart, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh that that's my ranking of them um do i do i think we need to replace any of them 
I would have said that the Rams needed to replace left tackle, but now it's looking like that might not really be the case. Joseph Noteboom, who does not apparently like to be called Joe Noteboom, uh, very Pat and Patrick Mahomes situation there. Uh, he He's done an awesome job at left tackle. Uh, surprises me, honestly. Uh, I... I know that when he came in early in his career, I was kind of like, this guy doesn't have it. But hey, I mean, I was wrong and that's fine with me. I'm totally okay with being wrong. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Uh, so I would say that maybe that, but depth is really what the Rams are going to be looking for on the offensive line, but not even really that. I don't think that the Rams necessarily need to address the offensive line uh, this offseason. The Rams have a guy like Bobby Evans sitting on the bench, and I think Bobby Evans is a starting caliber player. So, And we've lost a starter. We've, we're down a starter and we got Corbett playing right now, and you know I we're we're down a starter and still have a guy who I think is is starting caliber sitting on the bench. So I think the offensive line is doing fine, much better. I but I I was saying that all off season, all off season leading into this season, I was like our offensive line is fine. You guys are freaking out for no reason, and everybody's like, no man, we don't know we don't know what we're doing. And clearly, I mean that's I think it's it's very clear that you guys don't know what you're doing. Anybody who was like all over the offensive line because it was I was looking at it, it's like I don't get it like. By the end of the season last year, that, that that offensive line was awesome. So I don't know. Maybe I just didn't understand it. Uh, maybe somebody can explain it to me if you guys are one of those people. Uh, next one here from Jason. I know it's early, but in order, not going to happen. Just heads up. Uh, what positions do we draft with our first three picks? Meaning, where do you think we need the the most the help the most to improve our team? Uh, so I that's a very very difficult question to answer in week sixteen in a season where we're going to the playoffs. And the the reason is is because we don't know who's coming back and who's not. So we don't know if Witt's going to retire. We don't know if John Johnson's going to leave uh, and go to the Chargers. That's my prediction. Just put it out there. Uh, we don't know if Josh Reynolds is going to be coming back or not. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, other people who are going to be like on their way out. Uh, we don't know if we don't know if Leonard Floyd's coming back. Like there, There's so many pieces that we just don't know if they're going to come back yet, and that changes everything. Like If if Witt retires, we might want to go offensive line with one of those top three picks. Of course, we don't have a first-round pick. First-round picks are for suckers. We know that. And if we look at, at all the positions, I mean, the Rams have no glaring needs. Uh, I would say inside linebacker, but that's iffy also. I mean, I think Micah Kaiser's doing awesome, and Kenny Young is getting better every single week. But that's also what happens when you have an incredible linebacker coach in Joe Barry which is exactly what the Rams have. I did have this question also from uh, the YouTube channel last week. So I did want to answer this one. This one comes from the Horn Headlines. I don't know if you have any videos out there, the Horn Headlines, but uh, if you do, uh, for everybody else, make sure you guys go subscribe. Subscribe to everybody who comments. If they are if they got Ram stuff on their stuff, go, go subscribe to them. What does it cost you? Nothing? Do it. Jeez, spread the love. Can't you guys just be happy? I don't know where that came from. I feel like that was directed at one person, but I don't even know who. I don't know. Either way. Uh, question is, uh, should we tank for the wild card so we play the NFC East winner, or should we go for the division and and win to play the Bucks? You never tank for anything. Um, I am so anti-tanking. It's not even funny. I don't know. Uh, you never you never go into a game like you don't go into the Seahawks game thinking like, all right, if we lose this one, though, we'll get to play like at Washington because, A, we don't want to go back to the East Coast. I would love to just stay in L.A. for the rest of the time. I mean, that's way better. That's way better to play in L.A. against a team you already defeated on the road in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than to go back to the West Coast to play a team that you did already defeat in the Washington football team, uh, but they've gotten better as the season has gone on. So, I mean, right now it's kind of a weird situation with Dwayne Haskins going out and absolutely just 
getting lit and partying. So who knows? But he also apologized right after. So did Juju. We're in a very, very weird phase of apologies, and I am not about it. Just live your life, guys. Uh, I realize people are not going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to hate that Juju dances on the logo. Some people are going to hate that Dwayne Haskins goes to strip clubs. I say, live your life. Live your life and let others live their life. What is Dwayne Haskins going to a strip club? do to you personally nothing so let them just be happy i don't know <laughs> i realize they lost and that's like a bad look but whatever and then juju dancing on the on the logo that's a, that just gives the other team fuel so why would you want to stop that? like as a outside fan not a steelers fan why would you want to stop that that's just giving the other like if juju did that to the rams you know Jalen ramsey and aaron donald and guys like kenny young would be sitting over there like all right all right. So, yeah, I say do it, dude. You? <laughs> I say do it. And also, live your life. This is a game. This is supposed to be fun. I realize that we all take it very serious. I take it super serious. Uh, but it's also a game, and it's it's literally entertainment. In its most basic essence, football is entertainment, and I am entertained by things like Juju dancing on the midfield logo and seeing videos of Dwayne Haskins at a strip club, club release. That's entertaining to me, and so I'm all about it. I'm here for it. Uh, that is it for uh, the fan quesos, though. Thank you guys so much for participating, uh, dropping those. You guys can always drop them in the comment section below. Also, I realize I never asked this. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, so if you're already here, then it's like right over there. Or something. Is it? Oh, maybe it's here. I don't, know, I don't remember. It's, I see it this way. I don't know. I, I'm on the other side of the camera. I have no idea where it is. So uh, make sure you guys do that. Also, uh, drop a like or a dislike, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, either one is fine. You comment. You can tell me how awesome I am, how terrible I am. Both are fine with me. And uh, also make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. Uh, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier, guys, um, I know that not everybody is a Christmas person, uh, but either way, it is Christmas week. Just because you don't celebrate it doesn't mean it's not actually happening uh, in a couple of days here on the 25th. Uh, but for whatever you guys celebrate, I hope it's absolutely amazing. If you guys are Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa if you guys are Hanukkah, other ones, I don't know, other ones. <laughs> that's all. That's that's the extent of my holiday knowledge. Uh, but either way, whatever you guys celebrate, I hope it's either either has been amazing is amazing or will be amazing and we're going to hop into uh 2021 and hopefully say hasta la Silla to this entire 2020 disaster uh that really caught up to me here at the end uh, that's unfortunate you know I, I feel like i had an awesome year all year and then it's like the final week final two weeks it's like oh no it sucks okay what else it's fine i mean it's not i'm okay guys I, <laughs> we're doing fine but uh you know hey 2020 got me you know it happens most of us have got got by 2020 you know it, it's all good it, it's all good uh, but that is gonna do it for me i am sheriff joe bags this has been ram showcase on sports world radio for those of you who aren't rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you that are rams fans thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night